Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Justin Adams TV at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend, Dr. McCracken at Denver Hair Surgery. Uh, this guy did such a great job for me. I had two hair transplants many years ago. I have a huge scar in the back of my neck to prove it. And they really didn't take. So I sat down with Dr. McCracken. He told me about the technology that is new and improved. And I'm like, yeah, I really do want to do this. Uh, So you're thinking, you know, how painful is this? How uncomfortable is it? This is how painful it was when I was going through the surgery. Okay. I took a video of myself and put it on Twitter. (laughs) I remember seeing it. That's how painful it was. It wasn't painful at all. The recovery could not have been any easier as well. The recovery, when I had the past ones, they weren't painful, but they were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I had no pain whatsoever. They gave me pain medication. I didn't I didn't even need to take it. I mean, I sold it to kids at the local high school, but I did not have to take it myself. But um bum. Totally missed that one. It's not something to joke about. I know. We know why. They have enough drugs there. They don't need me to sell it to them. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> I cannot recommend Dr. McCracken enough. He did such a great job. And if you're tired of wearing a hat all the time, if you're tired of losing your hair, go with Denver Hair Surgery, denverhairsurgery.com. That's denverhairsurgery.com. And Denver Hair Surgery might help you because I have this LeBron right here. I'm trying my best to keep my hair. But, man, that thing is leaving as quickly as possible. So, yes. You should go to him. I may have to give him a call. You really should. Brother, look, man. Look, there's a reason why I wear hats in the morning when I do my morning live shots. Why? Because, man, I got this big old bowl on the top of my head. Right. Well, he could help you out. Man, it's like it's like the arch. I feel like it's like the St. Louis well, arch over turn, here. Man. Turn around. Let me see the back okay, of your here, head. Here go. Okay, come on, come on. No, no, no let back. me see the back. Because if you have enough stuff there where they can graft that out, man, you, you'd be looking good. Not that you don't look good already. That's right. But don't ever compare yourself to LeBron again. <laughs> Time now for the league. <laughs> The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. New Broncos quarterback coach Clint Kubiak recently said this about Drew Locke. Drew has a lot of talent. I really like the tools that he has. It's really hard to find guys that have that type of arm strength. Pair that with his athleticism. So he's really blessed in that regard. Mm-hmm. Is Kubiak just saying all the right things? Did he say anything that you disagree with? No, he didn't say anything I disagree with. I mean, he does have an elite arm. It's the same thing that we all know. He could throw the ball as long and as far as, as we can. He could throw. He could make all the throws. That's not the issue. What's the issue with Drew Locke? His processor. Exactly. So he's not saying anything wrong. It's not incorrect. It's just the reality is, is that can he process the game faster? You know what? You're going into the fourth year of your career. And if you're not doing it right now, even in the reps that you had, and I get it, right? You have a different, you know, uh, playbook that you had to learn. But at some point, it has to click, and it just hasn't clicked for them yet. 
Yeah. So if the Broncos don't get Rodgers or Wilson, you think Locke is in the plans? Yes, as the backup. To whatever veteran they to bring whatever in? whatever veteran, whatever. Uh, he could be the bridge to whatever quarterback you draft. See, I don't agree with that. You think that they'll... A guy who makes $1.4 million. Mm-hmm. Drew Locke, he'll make $1.4 million. Mm-hmm. You say that he's going to be released, traded? They should trade him. And I'll tell you why. Okay. He's a young guy who believes he is still a starter in this league. Mm-hmm. And I don't, with all due respect to Drew, I don't want him to be the mentor at his age, yeah. him believing okay. that he is still a starter in this league, mentoring a kid out of college that he knows is going to take his job. Teddy Bridgewater is perfect for that. I'm not suggesting bring back Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo kind of knows where he is at in his career. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton knows where he is at in his career. Both of those guys are nothing more than placeholders until the person sits down at the table. So if you're going to bring in a rookie, all due respect to Drew Locke, I don't want him being my starter. I'm not suggesting he's going to He's going to pull a Joe Flacco and say, right. I'm not here to teach this guy. Right. Drew's going to say all the right things. Well, what, what you're implying is how it was for Drew Locke two years ago, right? You had Locke and you had Brett Rippon. And I forget the, the, the backup quarterback at the time. I think he was released. I can't think of his name. There have been um, so many of them. Well, he, I kind of lost track. He started a couple of games for the Broncos. Um, talking about Bortles? No, not Bortles. Simeon? God, we're going through a whole lot of names. Flacco. I got to go find this name. Nothing. Mark Sanchez. Well, let me go. Have, up. I, have, I, have I hit anybody yet? We're pretty much hit almost. I don't even know what year we're talking. Case Keenum. I think I've named all of them. Well, the point is Jeff that Driscoll? Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. How could I forget Jeff Driscoll, that guy? Well, that, the point is this. That was a bad pickup. Well, but it goes right to your point, though, right? You have Drew Locke with no veteran leadership able to help him out at all. In that quarterback room. Well, Jeff Driscoll does have veteran experience or did have veteran experience, uh, but they brought in Jeff Driscoll as a guy not to compete mm-hmm. with Drew Locke. He was strictly going to be the backup. And when, when in, in life, not only in football, but when in life do you get better as a player when you have somebody who's in not to compete for the starting position? Say it one more time. When in life, yeah. when in sports, do you get better as a player especially young as a player, mm-hmm. if nobody's there to compete or to push you for the starting job. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to kind of skew this in another direction. I hear football coaches say this all the time. Mm-hmm. We want competition. No, you don't. You don't want competition. Mm-hmm. Do you? Do you want competition for a position? No, you don't. Depending on the position. No, it doesn't. doesn't matter. Okay. You don't want competition in any position. You know why? Why? Because you have competition. That means you don't have the guy you want. Okay. Don't tell me about okay. competition. Okay. Because if a, guy, if, yeah. if a guy's really good, no, no one's competing with him. Now, you can make the case. Nobody's pushing him, and I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. But how funny is it to listen to coaches and executives say, man, we got some competition at the quarterback position. Right. You know what that means? You don't you, have the guy. You didn't do your job as the GM to get the right exactly. guy. And further in your point, right, Drew Locke, when he was starting at 24, right, had his whole year, uh, missed a couple of games. Yep. 
24 years old, Jeff Driscoll, 27. They didn't bring in competition for him. Exactly. But they also didn't bring in any veteran leadership either. No. Jeff, 27, Jeff, 27 years old is not veteran leadership. Well, he'd been in the league for about five, six years. We're talking Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. Here. No, I understand that. But he'd been in the league for five, right. six years. They didn't bring him in to compete, though. Right. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater to compete, although I think they were leaning towards Teddy, but Teddy truly was a veteran mm -hmm. who had played enough games. Jeff Driscoll really didn't play a lot of games. I would not recommend keeping Drew Locke if your plan is just to draft a quarterback. Drew Locke believes he should be a starter in this league, and that's good for him. Mm -hmm. I guess the real question is, do you think Hackett and Kubiak and Outen can get the most out of Locke if indeed that's the road they decide to go down. If it has to be, like if everything, I was going to say something else, uh, if stuff hits the fan, <laughs> should let you know what I was thinking about. You can say shoot. Um, yeah, well, that too. Um, if that's all they have, that you you have to get the best. You have to do whatever you got no, no, to do. No, no, I understand, but do you believe they can get the best? Oh, yeah. Yes, we already seen it work. I don't believe Pat Shermer got the best out no, of No, he didn't. Out of Drew Locke. Because the three wide receiver one tight end set didn't work well. And also, by the way, Drew Locke was running for his life a lot of times, too, when it was three wide receivers one tight end set. I have explained it, and Mace has explained it. Mm -hmm. And you and I talked about it briefly yesterday. Many will claim Rich Scangarello got the best out of Drew Locke. And that is a fact. Mm -hmm. But it came at a price. Yes, it did. As well. Go ahead, football guy. Well, because you cut down half the field. That, that's exactly what Rich Scangarello well, did with his reads, right? Let's go and say if the ball's on the left hash, okay? What is wide open, right? The field is wide open, right? That's the bigger part of the field. So you're going to do a bootleg. Let's go a bootleg, go to the right side. I'm going to give you three reads. Give you somebody to flat, somebody to over, and somebody deep. Meaning, meaning those receivers mm -hmm. are all within his eyesight exactly. so he doesn't have to scan the field. Yes, that that will help you short term, but long term it does not help you become a better exactly. quarterback. And because the eventually issue. they're going to game plan for that. I, I will go back to Tim Tebow, not comparing Tim Tebow to Drew Locke. Tim Tebow had a modicum of success during his first roughly six starts. They were painful to watch for the first 58 minutes, then we had Tebow Magic. But once teams figured him out, figured out the offense that the Broncos were running, it was uphill sledding. And for those that want to fire back at me, that look what he did against the Steelers, I have two answers for that. Number one, Ryan Clark, who has a sickle cell trait, mm -hmm. did not play in that game. Mm -hmm. They essentially played with one safety in that game back. Mm -hmm. Troy Palomar. Number it. two. Dick LeBeau, a Hall of Fame defensive mind, had a blueprint over the final three games of the regular season from every single team that the Broncos played. And he was so arrogant. Yes. He said, my blueprint is going to work better. I don't need anybody else's help. And Tebow torched him. Mm -hmm. So what happened the following week? Belichick. Pretty smart defensive mind, too, said, yeah, I kind of like the, the blueprints that I saw the previous three games right. of the regular season. Right, right. And Tebow was awful. He was back to being Tebow the final three games. Yeah. And what was it? It was pretty simple. Tell your ends, just contain. 
Don't worry about rushing, just contain. Right. Make him be a passer. And you know the same thing that teams will make Drew Locke do? Hey, make him be a passer. Don't go and crash down the field. DN, don't go and crash. Stay home. Make him stay in the pocket. Make him go and have to make his reads. We'll do, we'll do everything from here. We'll go and stop the running game. When they do the boot action passes, we'll be right there waiting for him. Coming up after the break, this weekend, starting tonight, All-Star Weekend in Mm -hmm. Cleveland for the NBA. Full slate of activities on the schedule. Which one do you like best? And are you going to say the actual game itself? (sighs) (laughs) We'll talk about that next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us, smilehighsports.com. You can reach us. On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman at Justin Adams TV. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products. You can see their lumber all over the city, and you probably don't even know it. Uh, they have lumber in Empower Field. They have lumber in Coors Field. They have lumber at the Stanley Hotel up in Estes Park. And honestly, when you go to the big box stores, you are paying retail, and the prices of lumber have gone up. So it's sticker shock when you go to a big box store. It's not going to be that way when you go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products. So if you're looking to remodel a basement, you're looking to do a fence, you're looking to do a deck, any type of project that involves wood, highly recommend going to Rocky Mountain Forest Products. You can find them at rmfp.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. It is NBA All-Star Weekend. The game is on Sunday, but there's a full slate of events tonight. Celebrity Game and the Rising Stars Game that will feature Bones Highland tomorrow night. It's going to be something new. The Skills Challenge is a first-time event where three teams of three players will participate in a four-round competition that tests shooting, passing, and dribbling. There will also be a three-point shooting contest. Most people are familiar with that. And the dunk contest. Saturday is the G League All-Star Game, and then after that, the NBA All-Star Game. Give me one of those events you're looking forward to watching the most. Dunk contest. I know it's not the same guys and everything, but I love the dunk contest. And I want to see Obi Toppin um, with the New York Knicks. I mean, he had springs. I mean, this guy could get up 6'9". I'm excited to see what type of things he could do. Now, I don't know if it's going to match, you know, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. I don't think it's going to match that. But I'm just interested to see what these young guys could do. This is why I really have no interest in watching any of it. Okay. But for starters, I'll just start with the dunk contest. Who do you think is the best dunker in the NBA? Oh, John Morant. And where is he in this? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. 
That's my that's my point. I know. And I was going to say John Moran too. Mm-hmm. He's not in it. Is he afraid of getting embarrassed? Is he afraid of getting hurt? Why not? He's already at the All Star game. Why not? Michael Jordan was in the dunk contest. Larry Bird was in the three point shooting contest. Back in the day, the stars actually participated. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting a bunch of B list celebrities. It's kind of like watching a reality. LeBron's never done a dunk contest. No, he hasn't. He's not, he's not a dunker. Eh. No, he's not a fancy schmancy no, no, dunker. No, 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 no. LeBron is not. Okay. LeBron is one of the great greatest in-game dunkers in the game, right? The most powerful players, right? right? Okay. But trick dunks, that's not his thing. That's, six, not, that's not his thing. Not 6 nine. Vince Carter, on the other hand. Yeah. Zach Levine, on the other hand. Eric Gordon, what those guys did, just ridiculous. I mean, the creativity that they have in air, I mean, the air is just Dominique Wilkins, right? Like, those guys were just on another level. Right. Uh, Kobe Bryant was in the dunk there contest. He yep. won it, mm-hmm. right? Stars. I want stars. I don't want to watch Big Brother or Survivor <laughs> when you have a bunch of B-list celebrities. So you're saying you're not excited about seeing Obi Toppin? Who, no. else, who else is in the uh, dunk contest, by the way? Juan Toscano-Anderson from okay. the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, he has some ups. How has he done as a starter for them? I don't think he starts. That's my point. That's my point. Well, he has uh, at times because of the injuries. But but he's not a starter. He's a starter by default. That's what I'm saying. More than a few of these guys aren't even starters. Cole Anthony, he's a starter, right? But he plays for the Magic, so it really doesn't matter. So Who's the best three-point shooter in basketball? Steph Curry. And when is he competing this weekend? On Sunday, when the All Stars come. When is he competing in one of these BS events? He already did, right? He already he did has three in the point. past. Yeah, he did three point deal. He already did three point contest. So he's he's done. He's done with that. Why? He's the best out there. Somebody needs to knock him off. Yeah, still, still should be doing. It. Did, did Clay beat him? Clay Thompson beat him one year. I believe so. Yeah, right. We got to look up. We got to look wait, all this is, stuff up. Wait, man. is is Clay in the three point uh, shooting contest no, buddy. this weekend? No. Oh, isn't that interesting? Oh, no, no, no. You could get great game, great names like uh, Luke Kennard. That, that's my point. Yeah. Now, CJ McCullum is now, a part of it. I, I will. You know what I want to see? Dame Lillard. Yes. If he was healthy, right. I would too. But he wouldn't do it. Right. You know who is doing it? Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. There's a guy to root for. Yes. Big man. Steph w- has won it twice. He won it last year, and then he also won back in 2015. Okay. okay. Clay beat him in 2016. You know one name? I would like to see Jokic in the three point yes. shooting contest. Yes. Yes. Obviously, we will all like to see Michael Porter Jr. participate in this. Jamal right. Murray be a right. part of this. Like, we would love to see that. By the way, we would not like to see Will Barton in another slam dunk competition. I'm glad we're not seeing him. By the way, think about this for a second. I believe Giannis is part of this skills challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. And again, this is a first time event. Three teams of three players will participate in a four round competition that tests shooting, passing, and dribbling. Who's the best guy in the league that does that? Shooting, passing, and dribbling. I don't know. Maybe he's from Denver. I don't know. Right. Uh, right. Come on, Nicola. Rep Denver. Rep the 303. Want to see you in there. Want to see you in there. You just want to see the stars, man. Right, because it's all stars, right? You just want to well, see that's them. that's what it is. Yeah, that's true. I want, listen, in the home run hitting contest, I, I, I'm sorry, but I have very little interest, in all due respect to him, I don't want to see Ryan McMahon. I want to see Mike Trout. You want to say see what Shohei Otani? Yes, that's what you want to see. It's it's the yeah. All Star Weekend. I want to see the best guys in the league. I want to see Luka Doncic in the in the Skills Challenge. Mm-hmm. That's who I want to see. 
but they're not doing it. And then you have the NBA All-Star Game, and, and I love the fact, and it's spot on, that the Pro Bowl has become a joke that you don't tackle anybody. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between that and this All-Star Game? Oh, yeah, you, you don't. There's no defense being played in the NBA All-Star Game. Well, there's no defense until the fourth quarter because of the Elon ending. So this brand new Elon ending, I think they go out to, what, 25 points? So whoever has the most points after the end of the third quarter, you, you go 25 points more than that. And whoever hits that mark first wins the game. So the first time it happened, interestingly enough, was right before the pandemic began. The first time it happened, it was in Chicago, All-Star Game, and that was a great ending. It sucked that it ended on a free throw by Anthony Davis, but I mean, it was great. That was great, great basketball. Right Now, the following year, it wasn't that good, but hopefully, hopefully, we'll see something similar this year. If you could only watch one All-Star game, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, or the NHL, what would it be? Major League Baseball. Why? It's the realest thing to the actual sport. It, it's, it's beyond the realest thing. You can't fake a 95-mile-per-hour right. fastball. Right. You are not standing at the plate to get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You have to. The only thing that might be a little bit different in the All-Star game is you are not going to dive into a wall for a, for, for a potential fly ball. But you know what? Back in the day, you had guys running over catchers. Well, you're talking about Pete Rose yeah. and Fossey, uh-huh. right? Well, P- Pete Rose took everything seriously. Yeah, he did. But that's that's kind of like baseball, right? I mean, that's just what baseball players do. It's the only sport when it comes to the All-Star game that you cannot fake. It, that you cannot take your foot off the gas. And, or, unless you want unless you want to truly get embarrassed. Right. And, and I don't know if we're going to talk about this. Uh, you know, looking at the time that we have. But that's why it hurts me so much with what's going on with baseball right now. And it's so frustrating to see that spring training should be happening and it should be right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers should be reporting right now. next week. Like right now. They should be reporting. Right. And to see that they're going through this lockout, once again, it's so frustrating because there are guys who actually care about the game of baseball. There are people who actually care about taking their families out and watching a game of baseball, watching nine innings, enjoying the game itself, enjoying the strategy within the game. These and we're are, not going to see that. These are the numbers that Rob Manfred should be aware of. In 2003, the World Series ratings, 12.8. 2006, 10.1. 2010, 8.4. See a trend here? Mm-hmm. 2012, 7.6. 2016, they took a jump, 12.9. 2019, 8.1. 2020, last year, 5.1. Last year, it jumped mm-hmm. to 6.5, and I get that. I, I understand, but look look at the teams that were involved. Yeah, go back to 2016. What, what were the ratings again? In 2016. They jumped to 12.9. Okay, and who were playing in 2016? You tell me. It was Chicago Cubs and Cleveland Indians. There you go. So you go in and talk about— you have, you have Cubs fans all over the country. Right, and you know what? Actually, at that time, I was in Puerto Rico, and I caught game six of that series. Right. I mean, we like went out of our way to go and watch Game Six. By the way, Puerto Rico—they they had like horses running down the road. Now, it was now, really weird. And one more thing, I understand that teams did not open in full last year, full capacity until roughly midseason. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the league saw a thirty-four percent drop in attendance last year compared to two thousand and nineteen. Viewership was down twelve percent. 
compared to 2019 as of late August. You got a leaky boat, Rob Manfred, who, by the way, isn't liked really by anyone. Mm -hmm. You got a leaky boat, and your boat is sitting under a shower. Good luck with that. You already potentially lost a generation of fans back in the 90s. And fortunately, Bud Selig willingly allowed players to take steroids. And fortunately, you had Cal Ripken breaking the consecutive game streak. You had two monumental moments in the history of the game that brought fans back. But you had the labor strife Mm -hmm. during COVID Mm -hmm. where they couldn't agree. And now you have it again. My goodness. Baseball had the opportunity during COVID. And we're still in the pandemic, by the way, right? They had the opportunity where there were no sports, four months with no sports. They had the prime opportunity to be the only sport playing. And everybody was looking for something, anything. We were talking about Korean baseball at the TV station. Right. We're just waiting for something. And you know what they did? They continued to hold off and hold off and hold off. Right. And then by the time they actually started playing, NHL was in the bubble and NBA was in the bubble. And then NFL was going to to start it. Listen, I don't mean to take a leap here when I say this, but baseball, of all the sports, cares the least about promoting its players Mm -hmm. and how it treats the fans. Yes. Yes. And that's not going out on a leg. And I don't think they really care. They they want to play. I get that. Think about. I mean, it's irrelevant to them. Think about the money that is going to be lost in Arizona and Florida during spring training. Mm-hmm. All those communities heavily depend on this. Mm-hmm. Nah, we're good. There's a it's, it's a very it's a very selfish it is sport. But you know what? It's America's pastime, and everyone will be fine with it. You know what? I hope right now you're hanging on to number three right. of the major sports and the. The, the NBA has passed Major League Baseball like secretary at the Belmont. Okay, people may not want to hear this, but this is the reality. You know what's going to pass up baseball? Don't it's not me, hockey. Don't, don't tell me it's soccer. You don't think MLS is going to pass it up? No. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Why do you say that? Um, it's growing. Okay. Oh, and by the way, the World Cup is going to happen in a couple of years. Right? Right. So you're going to have the World Cup. Denver has already put out a bid to have several games of the World Cup. Yeah, but that's a once-every-four-year thing. I understand, but I'm just talking about timing. If your timing is that you're right now in a lockout and you start missing games, regular season games, and you don't get that figured out, and then here comes the World Cup, you will find yourself behind MLS. You will find yourself behind soccer. Guaranteed, you will find yourself behind that. I'll I'll tell you right now, uh, hockey's already behind soccer. In terms of viewership, um, since 2005, football, 112 million, basketball, 31 million, baseball. No, that can't be right. Let me look this up again. Basketball is far more popular. Mm -hmm. It is. This is the one thing, and, um, you know, we we can move on from this. It's it's just upsetting me. It's just moving on. It means something. Personally, my son is too. Two and a half years old. He's going to be three in April. It means something, and it meant something to when I took him to his first baseball game this year. Like, it meant something to me to be able to do that. Like, that was more one of those moments where it's like a father taking his kid to a game, and you just felt like, I felt like a dad. You know, like, like yep. you know, obviously your dad, like, it just felt something, right? It felt like a rite of passage. To not be able to have that and to take my son to a game, 
That's extremely upsetting. So many other words I could use, but that's extremely upsetting. And that's what you're going to miss. That's what baseball is going to miss by having this lockout. You're going to miss moments like that. And moments like that turns into lifelong customers. And you're going to miss out on lifelong customers. Coming up after the break, Basketball Hall of Fame. They have announced their finalists. And there's one guy who used to be with the Nuggets who is a finalist. And I think he might get in this year. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Justin Adams TV at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Okay, today the finalists were announced for the Basketball Hall of Fame, not the NBA Hall of Fame. There isn't an NBA Hall of Fame. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. So it could be an international player. It could be women, whatever, because they're all basketball players. With Mm -hmm. that, here are your list of finalists. George Carl, Manu Ginobili, Tim Hardaway, Marcus Johnson, Michael Cooper, uh, all terrific basketball players. Obviously, George was a great coach. Mm -hmm. Give me two guys that you think will get in this year. Uh, Manu Ginobili. Yep. Um, at George Call. I mean, that's that's easy. Bottle Ginobili, George Call. And I'll give you an extra one because I love extra credit. Tim Hardaway. And Tim Hardaway had one of the best signature moves in NBA history. Yep. His killer crossover. Right. His killer cro- Dude, he, he set people up and have them leaning, and they know what's going to happen. Their ankles are one way, and Tim Hardaway's at the cup. It happens all the time. And so, definitely, I go with those three names. Bottle um, Ginobili. George Carl, and also Tim Hardaway. Well, here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize about Manu Ginobili. For starters, he was a terrific yes. NBA player, yes. won four titles, mm-hmm. and was a big part of those four titles with mm-hmm. the Spurs. Yes. But he was also one of the best international players of all time yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. He is an absolute slam dunk lock because of his full-throated resume yes. of playing overseas. George Carl led the Seattle Sonics to the NBA finals. Mm -hmm. To me, his career mirrors Marty Schottenheimer, Mm. a lot of regular season wins, but never got a title. But every team that he went to, whether it was Seattle, Milwaukee, or the nuggets, they were quick turnarounds, Mm -hmm. quick, quick, quick turnaround. Almost instant, right? Yes. (laughs) For all of them. Almost instant. For all of them, they were quick turnarounds. I really hope George gets in. His health isn't great. Mm -hmm. So right now, I hope they find a way to put him into the Hall of Fame. I do as well. Now, there's also the other side with George Carl, which everybody will talk about, is that as great as a coach he was, he did have issues with his stars. That has nothing to do with it. It's about wins and losses. I, I get it. But I'm just saying, when you, when you tell the story of George Carl, you have to at least sure. you know, mention that. Carmelo Anthony, 
Ray Allen. I mean, go down the line, different right. guys. Just, they talk about it. But as a coach, great coach. Uh, I just, I, you know, he had, what was that season? I think it was 2013, 2012, whatever it was, where the Nuggets won 57 games. And they were rolling. I mean, they couldn't lose at home. They had a long winning streak. How many All-Stars they have on that roster? I don't think they had one. They didn't have one. Now, here's the deal. If Danilo Gallinari doesn't get injured, right. rips up his ACL, right. do the Nuggets lose in the first round of Golden State? Golden State was starting their rise. They, they're starting their rise. Right. They lost the next series, though, against San Antonio. Right. And then so, after that, they were world champions. Mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups not on the list. He has been retired since the end of the 2013 season. Mm-hmm. Not a finalist. Do you believe he will eventually get into the? Is he a Hall of Famer? I'll ask that. I, my my heart says yes. My head says no. But my heart will go and say that with more TV appearances that he does, more work. I mean, again, no, I, he's not doing TV. He's a coach now. Oh, he, he, he is he, a coach. Excuse me. Yes, you're right. He is a coach. I'm still thinking about him. Jeez, I'm still yeah. thinking about him being a yeah. uh, with the Clippers doing some work there. Uh, I foresee him getting there. I mean, but but you have to think of the year. Honestly, if he didn't get in this year, then what year will, will it happen? Well, he's, you think you think about the names though. He's right? been the once you're retired. Well, okay, it's four years right. after retirement that that you can be eligible. So he was eligible 2017, 2018. Right. It's 2022. Well, let me ask you a question. Who was more important to the Detroit Pistons being able to win their you know championship? Okay. One one season is irrelevant to me. No, but, it, it's a, your whole career. No, no, I get it. I get it. But the reason why I say this is because Ben Wallace, mm-hmm. he's a Hall of Famer. Ben Wallace, one of the greatest defensive players of all time. You can't compare that. Ben Wallace I'll, is. I'll it, just say he wasn't. He wasn't Finals MVP though. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. You, you know. You know. It, what? it just. It just never hit me when it said okay. Ben Wallace, that guy, right? Okay. And, and look, I'm not a guy who's always going to say, "Look, I'm right," this, that, and the other. But it never just hit me where it was like okay. Ben Wallace Hall of Famer, Chauncey Billups died. Okay. For starters, let's talk about Ben Wallace's career. Four-time mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year. That might do it. Four-time All Star, All NBA Second Team three time, All NBA Third Team twice, five-time All Defensive First Team. Two-time NBA rebounding leader led the league in blocks too. Their their resumes don't even compare. Don't me, even compare. Let me look at Chauncey Billups. They're, they're not in the same category. Got to figure about. I could tell you about Chauncey Billups. His resume: NBA Finals MVP, five-time All Star, All NBA Second Team, All NBA Third Team twice, All NBA Defensive Second Team twice. That's it. Nothing internationally. Nothing in college. And I love Chauncey. I would love to see him get in. He doesn't have the resume. Well, it was two-time all-defensive team, right? You, you mentioned that. Two, two two-time t- all-defensive team. Second team. Two-time all-defensive second team, mm-hmm. not first team. Okay. But even so, the point is, this is the hall. This is not the hall of very good. It's the hall of fame. We are talking basketball now. I understand that. <laughs> we, we are talking. Trust me. If there was one where you have the hall of very good. It would be basketball. You can write the story of the NBA without Chauncey Billups. And this is my answer to the NBA Finals MVP. This is my answer to Finals MVP. Ready? Go ahead. Would you ever judge somebody on just seven games in their whole career? No. That's why he was the Finals MVP. So you, you just judge him on seven games. Over the totality of his career, right? No, 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 not the totality of his career. 
He had a great seven-game series, and good for him. Yeah. He had a great seven-game series. Good for him. He had a great seven-game yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, I just... You judged him on one series. But just, he, he probably played over a 1,000 basketball games in his career, and you're cherry-picking seven games. I'm not trying to discount it. I'm not trying to discount if it. If I'm looking at one guy who could find his way into the Hall of Fame, right? If there's one guy who could find his way into the Hall of Fame. Everybody loves Chauncey Billups around here. That's what I'm saying. Like, everybody loves it. Everybody loves him as a player. Maybe there's one year he sneaks in. This is, is, a, is, he, is he borderline? Is he borderline Hall of Fame? Or is, he, or is he in the Hall of Very Good? He's in the Hall of Very, Very Good. He's, he's not one of the greatest players of all time. So it's borderline. He's not one of the no, greatest players. Mean, I, I understand that there's an upper room to this thing, right? Are we going to say Chauncey Billups and Michael Jordan are the same? No. Are we saying Chauncey and Kobe, Chauncey and Shaq? Like, you're not saying Chauncey and Manu Ginobili. Right. You're but, not saying Chauncey and ben, ben Wallace. But how about Chauncey and Tim Hardaway? No. Right. Are Tim you? Hard- I, I'm looking at the numbers. I mean, yeah. do, do we look at the numbers or do we look at the leadership? Right? Like Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway had one of the greatest moves in NBA history. Run, run down the stats. What, what, what's I don't Tim know Hardaway if he's going to get in this year. Five-time All-Star, just like Chauncey. Mm-hmm. All-NBA first team. Mm-hmm. Three-time All-NBA second team. All-NBA third team. Right there, he has more accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Right there. Right there. Rookie, all-rookie team. Well, that doesn't mean much to me. Uh, yeah. hey. he, his resume looks better than Chauncey's. He didn't do anything internationally. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do anything in college. Didn't play as long as Chauncey. I don't know if Tim Hardaway is going to get in. But if Tim Hardaway gets it, gets in, I suppose you can make a case for Chauncey Billups. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? An NFL team might be up for sale other than the Denver Broncos before too long. We'll tell you why that is. And is there another name outside of Denver that maybe is being overlooked in the MVP conversation? Yes, one, sir? One more thing. Uh, Tim Hardaway won a gold medal at the, several, at the Summer Olympics. It's full basketball career. Okay. Full basketball career. Yeah. When you talk about Carmelo Anthony, right. you're going to talk about all the those gold, gold medals. medals. Right. And his championship at Syracuse. No, he didn't like to pass the ball. And he scored a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us at milehighsports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Justin Adams TV, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale home to the public, at rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Well, we all know around here that the Broncos will be up for auction soon, and there are plenty of interested parties, but there could be another NFL team soon on the market as the NFL has reportedly hired Mary Jo White to investigate allegations against Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder. White led the investigation into Jerry Richardson, 
which led to him selling the Carolina Panthers. So would you think that uh, Washington Commanders fans, Washington football team fans, Washington R-Words fans, should they be thinking that maybe they're finally going to get a new owner and get rid of Dan Snyder, who many of them seem to hate with a fiery passion? I'll tell you who wants to buy Washington is Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. Has for a long time. Mm -hmm. Right. I think Commanders fans would be thrilled. If Jeff Bezos stepped in. And you know who the NFL wants to be an owner, by the way, too, right? Jeff they, Bezos. Well, they, they love the billionaire club. Until, of course, that billionaire screws everybody else like Stan Kroenke did with his deal out of St. Louis. <laughs> uh, by the way, a quick note about Broncos ownership sale. The NBA or the NFL has the right within its bylaws to waive the clause that says a owner has to owned 30% of the team. Oh. And it's being reported they might consider it. So Byron Allen, as an example, might be able to buy the Broncos. Well, there you go. Because he does not have enough money on his own to get 30% of the team. But in order to get a black owner in the league, they might waive that. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, how many people have that type of money anyway? Right. I mean, I have it in my back pocket. I mean, you could, you could just ask if you want it. I can help you with like 15 bucks. <laughs> and the NFL has said that the findings of Mary Jo White's investigation will be made public, much like they were Whoa. back with Jerry Richardson. Man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just in case you missed it, DeMar DeRozan has become the first player in NBA history to score 35-plus points on 50-plus field goal percent in seven consecutive games that's a feat that Wilt Chamberlain accomplished in six game streaks on two separate occasions but he never got to that seventh game DeMar DeRozan has really stepped his game up to a whole nother level in Chicago kind of found himself again Mm -hmm. there with the Bulls Mm -hmm. and the Chicago Bulls have the same record as the first place in the East Miami Heat they are in second place because they have one fewer conference win in the Eastern Conference And we know a little something here in Denver about uh, disrespect because Nikola Jokic, Chuck Chuck Barkley likes to say that maybe we're uh, a little whiny here and he might say the same thing if people start whining about uh, DeRozan in the Windy City. But how much of an argument does DeRozan have to be higher up in that MVP conversation? He is number one in minutes per game among the top 10 MVP candidates on basketball reference. Should he, be getting, should he be getting a little more attention? He should be. Run down the record one more time of what, what the Chicago Bulls are right now. What's the record right now? There's about 24, 25 games remaining. Run down the record. What's yeah, the record? I believe they were 38 and 17. I don't have it right in front of me, but I'm pulling it right. up right now. I think 38, 21, somewhere around so, there, Yeah, right? 38, okay. 21, that sounds Last right. year, before DeMar DeRozan walked into the door, the Chicago Bulls were 31 and 41. Yes, he deserves as much all-star credit as he can. And by the way, Zach Levine, dealing with a knee injury, right? Somebody has to take over the scoring, and he's doing just that. So, yes, he definitely deserves any type of uh, candidacy. You voting for him right. over Jokic? No, heck no. no. Why not? <laughs> no, because no, is that valuable? No, Jokic is my guy. I can tell you right now, DeMar DeRozan coming out of Chicago, hey. a major city. Mm. Right now, he's at 24-1 to to win the MVP award. For a futures bet, that might not be such a bad bet. 
He's currently listed behind, of course, Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, mm -hmm. Chris Paul, John Morant, Rudy Gobert, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and yes, Wait, John Morant. He's at you, number eight. How are you listed behind Rudy Gobert? That's a great question. What is wrong with people out well, there? Well, he's arguably, Danny, Danny, Danny. arguably among the best defensive Danny, players in the league. Danny, you're a better defensive player right now than Rudy Gobert. I would say he's the softest of the good defensive <laughs> players in the league, but the I also way, have a personal bias against how, him. How good would Rudy Gobert look in a Nuggets uniform? Because the Nuggets had him. <laughs> I would vomit every day. Really? Why? Because we have Jokic, and if I if I know what they could have had in Jokic, it wouldn't work to have both of them, so I would take Jokic. Bring him off the time. bench. He's, no. All right. That's like Carmelo in... in uh, Okay, see, he would laugh at you if you said he's got to come off the bench. No, people laugh at me all the time. That's going to do it for us. Nolan, great job today. Punching all the right buttons on milehighsports.com. Danny, thank you for tolerating me all week. Justin, it was a great week of shows. Thank you so much for coming and, in. You know what? It was truly a pleasure. Well, truly a pleasure. Uh, how do people catch you on uh, CBS4? Justin Adams TV. You can always catch me on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, same as well, Justin Adams TV. And on CBS4, catch me on the morning show. From five to seven. Now the show's from four thirty to seven, but you know I got to do my first live shot at five o'clock. So from five to seven. Also, you can catch me on CBS News Colorado. I have uh, my picks of the week every Friday, and I also have the four things to watch, and I talk about the All Star Game as well. Uh, the four things to watch in the game. So come and uh, watch and uh, enjoy some of the uh, great content that we have. After listening to all the things that you do, mm -hmm. um, I, I work at this station. <laughs> Make it the best possible <laughs> night you can.